Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Oklahoma and Texas are to blame for the landscape of college football forever being altered. Hashtag horns down. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. I didn't finish writing this, so I don't have an intro. Kind of like how the Big 12 is never going to have a college football playoff team again. And with me, as always, is AJ. Manhattan, Kansas is the real Manhattan Marchese. I'm going to have to find you for that horns down and for uh, not finishing your intro, Rob. I, I, feel, I feel like it's fitting. The Big 12 is forgettable, and I forgot to write my intro. <laughs> Can't believe we did it before or after the ACC. That's all I got to say. Today we're continuing continuing our 2023 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Big 12 Prospects. Let's do it. Seven. 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 rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a... Bryce Young, who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Well, AJ, the Big Twelve is certainly worse than the <laughs> ACC. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, uh, the, I'll take, the, I'll take the blame for this one. Um, but hey, week zero is here. You, you're doing a whole week zero preview episode instead of yeah, Big Twelve. I, I wrote down some notes for week zero. <laughs> okay, let's let's hear it. Nebraska, Northwestern in Dublin. My question to you: Will the the folks of Ireland? think these are good programs and like like if it let's say it's like a a uh 17 to 6 nebraska win will they think like nebraska is the best team in the world i think i think they sent these two teams because they're like you know they're soccer they're used to low scoring games so a 17 to 6 barn burn they're, they're all in i need to know who was in charge of sending these two teams why it was these two teams <laughs> Who's interested in these two teams? How, do you think like what? How full do you think the stadium will be percent wise uh, on Saturday for this game? A good question. That's a good question. I'm gonna say, 
I'm gonna say the the Irish show up. I'm gonna say seventy percent. This something to get drunk at. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, I'd go if it was if 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 Nebraska and Northwestern were in Toronto, we'd go. Oh, absolutely. I'd I'd be I know there already. We're not like we are college football fans. We can name players on both pro at both programs, so I guess that doesn't really equate. But uh, point being. Everyone in Dublin's going to be husking corn by the end of mm-hmm. week zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, there is a worthwhile matchup in this game. O'Shane Mathis versus Peter Skronsky um, in terms of prospects. I don't know. Other than that, you're just kind of slim pickings. But, uh, hey, that's uh, get some free time Saturday afternoon. Why not watch those two duke it out? Uh, I will. I will. Okay, cool. Who wins more games in 2022? Uh, 2022. Nebraska or Northwestern? Ah, uh, Northwestern, baby. Damn, you're low on Casey Thompson. You always have been. Always have been. Uh, also, there's Wyoming at Illinois and Vanderbilt at Hawaii. If you're looking for more FBS versus FBS games uh, during week zero. Um, cool. Great. <laughs> will Will Craig Bull upset Brett Bielma? Probably. Yes. Yep. Lock it in. Uh, uh, Timmy Chang's debut, though. What What is really the point of Week Zero? For degenerates like us to watch, I guess. I like. I I I'm glad it's there. It's. I wish they juiced it up like slightly more. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Nebraska Northwestern is not a bad Week Zero game, but <laughs> it's. I mean, it's but also it, twelve thirty. If it was any other game, you wouldn't be watching it, though. Any other day, week, whatever. Yeah, also true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know, AJ. I don't know. More importantly, let's get to the Big Twelve. Feet BYU because they'll soon be in the Big Twelve, so we toss them in. Um, Big Twelve is losing Oklahoma. It's losing Texas. Um, but still got them for now. Ain't that the truth, Agent? <laughs> amen. I really thought I you were going to say that that the Big Twelve was letting the funk out, but you used that like last week or the week before. So, yeah, I don't know. The Big Twelve is very uninteresting to me this year. Uh, there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of like just change. I know, like the the I I really do love Dave Aranda, um, but like I don't know. I guess watching Quinn Ewers be good or bad, either way is going to be really fun for Texas. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is such a different program now. I hate Gundy, so it's hard to be excited for Oklahoma State. Um, I don't know. It's just a very – yeah, like Matt it's, Campbell's shine is kind of gone. Yeah. It's so up in the air. I, like, I, I don't know what – I don't know if you can trust any program in this conference this year. I will say that the the program in this in this conference that I'm like most interested in is TCU. The Sunny Dykes experiment at TCU I think is pretty cool. Um, they just need to find a quarterback. You're just saying that because uh, he, he's liking our tweets or your tweets out there. Yeah, Sonny's hired me as a scouting assistant, scout his own players. Um, so the 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 Big Twelve is probably i think do you think it's weaker than the pac-12 uh for 2023 nfl draft talent uh it seems like it yeah i think maybe a little bit better in the trenches but otherwise is it though maybe 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just recency bias. Maybe on the I defensive side. On the defensive yeah. side. Yeah. Um, last three drafts, Big Twelve. Uh, twenty twenty, they had twenty one players selected. BYU had zero. Twenty twenty one, twenty two players selected. BYU had five. In twenty twenty two, they had twenty four players selected, and BYU had one. BYU uh, really killed that one year. So the the Big Twelve like kind of on par with the American in terms of <laughs> players being selected, and now they're poaching what three of the American schools plus BYU. So it makes sense, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, let's get let's get to it. Um, the Big Twelve has historically been uh, at least a fun quarterback conference. I don't find that this year. Uh, necessarily, uh, I have zero draftable quarterback grades. Me, uh, me too. Okay, so so while I was doing this, I was like, all these guys are there's stuff there of the what five quarterbacks we watched. There's things to be excited about. There's you could see a path to almost any of these five guys being drafted, but they're all kind of missing a thing or two right now. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, sell me on your like who who. <laughs> I know, but if which of these quarterbacks, I guess, do you think has the the clearest path to being drafted come April? Uh, oh, that's not a good question. It's not. Keep, keep in mind, the quarterbacks we are talking about are Jaron Hall, who's going to be like a 26-year-old yeah, rookie. Yeah, Spencer Sanders, who is like Perry Ellis. He's been in college football forever. Yeah. J- JT Daniels, who's at his third school, but the five-star pedigree is still there. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, who's coming off the injury, also uh, at a new school. And Tyler Show, who had like weird Heisman hype, hype baby. <laughs> then transferred to Texas Tech because Anthony Brown. Shout out to our... Uh, Baltimore Ducks King, Nation, uh, baby. Took his job and uh, he he kind of he got hurt at Texas Tech last year. Um, I will say, I think Jaron Hall's the most fun of these quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. he's he's a seventh year junior. Uh, he he, I think what makes him fun is the mobility, the kind of the off platform out of structure yeah. ability. He's got a pretty solid arm. Um, He's a little sporadic. The decision making, he'll he'll throw some YOLO balls similar to what Zach Wilson did yeah. at BYU, but just not as consistently. Um, his his feet are a little bit of a mess. But if he wasn't twenty six, I'd be banging the table for him out of these quarterbacks. <laughs> but he's gonna be old. He's gonna be so old. Yeah. He's older than Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I agree though. He's fun. Um, but I don't think he's gonna get drafted. He. He did you see earlier in the summer when there yes. was a bunch of Jaron Hall hype? I did. Did people just not know how old he was? I feel like that's probably accurate. Yeah. If he was a true junior and I watched his tape, I'd be like, okay, hell yeah, I could get into this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Tyler Shug, I don't know where the Heisman hype comes from. I don't know. He looks the part, you know, six five two thirty ish, but he's he's the uh, the Family Guy Peter Griffin meme where like. You could have the boat or you could have the mystery box. Like we we know the least about him. Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, he yeah he he's big. He has a decent arm. Yeah, I, I thought he had pretty clean mechanics. Yeah, for a bigger passer, quick release. Like I don't know. Yeah, he's just not that accurate. No. Um, uh, I feel J T. Daniels is the quarterback here who 
from snap until ball gets to target looks the best. He looks like an NFL quarterback. He's just not accurate. He just, He's so he, inaccurate. And, and, and he he really will trust his arm and try to squeeze in uh, to tight windows. I, I threw a C.J. Beathard comp on him. Um, no one he, trusts their arm like C.J. Beathard. That's so true. So, like, he's just, I don't know. I, he's at his third school. I get that, like, he's more talented than Stetson Bennett, but Stetson Bennett won the national championship and didn't give up That was so annoying last year. It was so annoying. They've got a first-round quarterback. What's Kirby Smart doing? It's just Maybe, maybe Kirby has a good idea. I know it didn't work. Like, he fucked up the Jake Fromm-Justin Fields thing, yeah. but maybe he got this one right. It's straight up people who don't watch college football and just know Justin Fields, like, the, the same situation was there. Anyways, uh, and then we got Dylan Gabriel, who uh, <laughs> had some hype this time last year, and I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to put money on a Heisman winner out of this group, I guess it's him, right? Well, he, he reunites with Jeff Lebby, who was with him at UCF in yeah. 2019. He's got uh, the best collection of playmakers and the best offensive line. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a tra- for, like it's his first year at the program. He just transferred there. But he knows the system already, um, and I, I again, he's like he's five eleven. He's got a wonky throwing yes. motion. He he's like not a he's good at I, I found outside the hashes, but not great over the middle. He like doesn't attack the middle of the field at all. So he's another question mark. Put, I, put some ugly ints on tape last year too. Mm-hmm. So. I say all that to say I think Spencer Sanders is um, your best bet. I think he's my he's my top guy, and he's like, if I'm going to put money on one of these guys to be a backup in the NFL, it's going to be Spencer Sanders. Going into his fourth year as the starter, good arm, yeah. good athlete. Yeah. He's a little streaky, but when he's on, he's he's on. He's got some good deep ball placement at times. His mechanics can get a, could be cleaned up. A he's little got bit. that he's weird like motion. kick in motion in his feet. Yeah, and his throwing motion's a little uh, a little wide yeah. and, and, and low. Um, but he, yeah, I think he is the get the most NFL quarterback makeup here. Yeah, 6'1", 220. He, like, that's, that's take that for a mobile checks, guy. Yeah. Checks all the Bill Parcells boxes. <laughs> Double checks him, baby. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like any of these quarterbacks enough to stick a late day three grade on them. Um I don't think I like any of these quarterbacks enough to talk as much as we just did about them. I know. I just <laughs> okay. I secretly love them all. <laughs> you want to know why we did the Big Twelve after the ACC? I fucking love the Big Twelve. Um. Yeah. Anyone else? Anything else you got to say about the quarterbacks? No. Let's get to this running back group that's actually good. Yeah. And better than better than the ACC's group too. Um. Yeah. Bijan Robinson. Are you gonna put a first round grade off? Theoretically, I just wouldn't take him there. Yeah, I don't disagree. I have a first round grade on him in the summer time. Bijan Robinson, six foot two twenty, ridiculous contact balance, really good feel in in open space, uh, just so explosive through his cuts. Um, and then then at two twenty, the burst he has to kind of hit home runs, yeah. catches the ball really well. Like the Sark even lined him up at, outside sometimes. The routes were pretty nice too. Yeah, he's kind of that complete running back that I don't know five years ago probably would be a top ten pick. Uh, now maybe maybe a top twenty pick. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. 
There's not really any holes in his game, to be honest. No. Um, uh, like, he, I, I think one place he can improve on is pass protection. That's most backs. I just don't think he's as good in pass pro as his backup is at Texas. Mm. Um, you know what? I think the pieces are there, though, because, like, he's got the quickness. Like, he's really attentive. He's got the patience, and he's got the strength. It's just, like, more yeah. consistent. Like, it's it's all yeah, there, though. Exactly. I'm not, like, yeah, he's time. one of the best pass protecting backs we've watched so far. <laughs> but it's He's like, the most talented uh, pass protecting – the most talented back who can also pass protect. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's the most talented back in general, so that was a dumb statement. But, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the type of back who inserts day one. He's the 1,000-yard rusher as a rookie. He can add 400 yards as a pass catcher. Yeah. Um, I don't really think – like, the fact that his vision is – like, his vision isn't elite, but his vision good. is is good. And it, it's, again, it's good when he, in the open field, where he can kind of, his spatial awareness to feel uh, where the opening to hit the big home run is after, I don't know, breaking several tackles to be 15 yards downfield. Yeah. Um, you know what I like he's about He's got the power. He can bang inside. Too. Oh, yeah. He's got the power. Yeah. And you know what I like about him is that, like, you know, so many of these, like, high-end, you know, Saquon Barkley, you know, everyone's saying he's the best prospect since Saquon Barkley at the position, and I'd have to agree. Um but like, like you know, those high end dudes, like they bounce a lot of runs, and he he doesn't. He just does his fucking job, and he, you know, he falls the blocks. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I find he just like has such great control. Like his feet are always just on the track. He, like he doesn't lose speed, changing direction. Like, you know, um, on on the outside zone and stuff. Like it just, he's so he's so balanced, and not just contact balance, just the way he runs. And like I don't know, like he's just he's smooth, and he makes guys miss so easily, and. He's always getting the easy, the positive yards, and you know, like even the small things. Like he's he's selling play action really well because I think he knows that's something he has to do to make his team better. You know what I mean? Like he just he does all the small things really well. I think like it's there's not a lot to nitpick here. No, uh, I think the more interesting question is who you have as the second best running back in the conference. Because um, there there there's a couple options. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I. I couldn't knock it with the Deuce, though, baby. Okay. Deuce Vaughn versus Eric Gray, I think, is a really interesting conversation. I So, I have Deuce above uh, Gray, but I, ha- I have Gray and, and Roshan Johnson really close. Roshan Johnson's, like, the big surprise. I like Roshan, Roshan Johnson. Johnson's going to be a really fucking good running back for a really yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, he is. And, like, I actually put Johnson above above Eric Gray. But like okay. they, they grid out like the same for me though. I, I, I can I can understand that. Um, yeah, Deuce, Deuce is just I don't know, man. It's hard not to love Deuce yeah. Vaughn. He's five six, one seventy six, and he's just he's he's that dude. I don't know. <laughs> the, the 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 like the concern is obviously his size, and that does show up as an issue in pass protection. But yeah, uh, natural like I think he led the team or second in receiving yards on the team. Really good pass catcher. Yeah. Very good contact balance for a little guy. Can. He kind of hit his top speed almost immediately, yeah. which helps him rip off these chunk runs. Really, really good short area quickness. Um, I I kind of wish his vision was a little bit better. Yeah, um, that's that's fair. Uh, but I guess like the the one thing that holds you back from kind of taking him in those first four rounds is his size. Yeah, like he has to have a specified role. As that Chicha Pace guy, as that like 
Darren Sproles is obviously the easiest coffee. Yeah. Easy, easiest, like this is what you pray to God he can be. Yeah. Um, Kansas State running back who's undersized, but um, I don't know. He he's gonna be a really interesting one because that lack of size is. He's just so fucking small. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it does show up in, as a pass protector, but like. He's competitive as fuck. Like he's got a really good cup yeah. block too. When it, when his cup locks on, it's really effective. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's just his size. Like he's quick as hell. Like he said the burst is great. The contact bounce is really good for a guy his size. Like he's a satellite back in the NFL, obviously at that yeah. at, at that size. Yeah, and you just would n- hope that he goes to a coaching staff that understands how to utilize a player of his skill set properly. Otherwise, he's just gonna. I feel like could fade. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a landing spot thing with Deuce Vaughn. He's, I, I he's a bit boomer, boomer bust because of that to me. I think that's I, fair. Eric Gray, I think, on paper, looks like uh, satellite back plus with his, like he's well-built, 5'10", 209, can slash it inside a little yeah. bit, has a good mix of elusiveness and contact balance to go with. I, I think he's got really good... Um, uh, lateral agility, mm-hmm. and he's a natural pass catcher too. It, it just I, he didn't have like a super defined role at Oklahoma last year. Yeah. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what that looks like in Lebby's offense. Um, but I think he's he's a candidate for a huge rise. He definitely is. I, I did see some drops on his tape. I thought like a couple like just bad drops. So that kind of like turned me off a little bit there. But yeah, like like you know the the size is great. Um. The burst, the one cut, see it and hit it, and like he's just like he's quick too, and he's got that pop behind his pads and keeps uh, behind his pads and just like keeps churning. Yeah, I, I he could be a huge riser, like you said. It's just like he never had that defined role, and and Kenny Brooks came on so strong for them too, and kind of you know st- yeah. stole the show. And then with Roshan Johnson, you get a guy, former quarterback, who runs a ton of wild. Yeah, it's so much. It's so much fun. Six two two twenty three, who could start at running back for most programs. Um, but he's behind Bijan. Really great contact balance. Good mix of power and quickness. Yeah. Uh, not a gr- like not great great burst, but a loose athlete at that size. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought he was just such a competitive pass protector. He is. He's so I rock he's, solid and physical. He, he's one of the best pass protectors in the country. I yeah, for that. sure. He he, just, he feels like a tailor made RB two. You know, like just yeah. You plug him in. He's go ahead. Yeah. Guess my comp. Uh, who? Jamal Williams. That's, I knew you were going to say. I don't know why I said who when I already knew it. But I think I feel like we've had too many Jamal Williams comps already. There, there, there are drops at times on his tape, but yeah. I think he is a he is a productive pass catcher. He just hasn't had a ton of opportunity, um, but he can make plays in space too. Like I, I don't think like he's a traditional satellite back, but he is that kind of perfect number two back who you can trust in pass protection. Yeah, and and can like you know spell guys on the goal line who can just hammer it in like. Yeah, and he's so good at Wildcat too. He's got great he's vision. He's so good at it. Yeah, no, I, you know, he's always he's, yeah. I think the Jamal Williams comp works because he's so fucking competitive. Like you said, the pass protection especially, but like you feel it snap to snap, carry to carry. That he's just like running hard. You know, he's like the perfect fifth round running back. He, he is, and that's where I got him. <laughs> um. Do you like any of these other running backs? I have a late draftable on, on Sir Roderick Thompson from Tech. Okay, me too. I I think just two twenty. It's his role has been so like some games he has a ton of touches, other games he has like none. 
I, I with the new coaching staff at Texas Tech with Zach Kitley coming in as OC, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what he does because he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, um, he's kind of like well well rounded to be honest. Yeah, yeah, two twenty. Like he's an interesting back with that kind of the mix of the size and the pass catching. Yeah, really solid athlete. Yep. Um, just does doesn't have like great vision and isn't doesn't have a ton of power or elusiveness, but interesting kind of like yeah big bodied space player um as a pass catcher i think yeah no it's a solid back and yeah like he he's it's gonna be interesting to see what his role is but he's a guy that you could see like coming in on date late day three that that you know sticks around for a while i think and also uh because we're doing byu christopher brooks who used to be christopher brown at cal um is now at byu he kind of he's very a lot like Tyler Algier, who had a great mm-hmm. year at BYU last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a draftable on him or anything, but I just think that was a great transfer decision for him. Yeah, no, that's that's a good call. Um, Jump to the receivers? Yeah, let's do it. We get some dudes. We got one big dude who I'm Yeah, Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston's so good. The Your, your top just, receiver so far to this point? Yeah, y- yes. Yeah, me too, me too. Just... I mean, which is says something because Jordan Addison, we've already talked about mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. but Quentin Johnson just has rare size athleticism combo. Yeah, that you can't that you can't teach. Yeah, um, six four two fifteen ish, like looks like a true X. Yeah, like I, I, I saw one comparison him kind of being like. Uh, Martavis Bryant, and, and I see that for sure. You, if, I, if Martavis Bryant was good, like <laughs> I, I thought, Josh Gordon when I watched him, just with that that ridiculous size to go mm. with the the speed, the top take the top of the defense, and and just the catch radius, the body control, yeah. to win fifty fifty balls. I, I think that's they're, the most ridiculous part, like the the body control. It's just like he floats, yeah. man. He he floats, and he 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 is a rare like. This wide receiver class is is going to be really good mm-hmm. with Butte, Jackson Smith, Najigba, Jordan Addison, like Josh Downs, all these guys, but none of them have the size. Nope. nope. That Quentin Johnston has. If if you're, I know we haven't got into to JSN and Butte, but like putting I've money down, JSN. yeah, putting money down, I think I take Johnson. He's going to be the first receiver taken. If yeah. I had to bet right now, if I had to bet right now, Quentin I, Johnson. Has the profile of a top ten pick at wide exactly season. yeah. Um, I haven't watched Butte, so I can't really talk on that. And I haven't watched too but, much else. I haven't watched him yet, and I just didn't see him too much else. Obviously, we've seen so much of JSN without even watching him. But yeah, but like, like JSN's more of that like he gets open. He's, yeah, he's a really really trustworthy slot. Yeah. he's like a almost like a smaller Cooper Cup, where who obviously just won Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but Quentin Johnson's like. When he's on, like he could, he looks like he could be the best pass catcher in the country. Yeah. Um, just, I he he isn't under. I think he's an underrated route runner because they don't have him run a ton of routes. They don't. No. But you see, like you can see his ability to sink his hips. Yep. And kind of stop on a dime exactly. for a bigger receiver. It's yeah. so much better than I thought it was going to be. And and he's got a bit of a release repertoire too. Like he could beat press with his size, sure, but he he he's he's bouncy at the line of scrimmage like he's yeah. such a loose natural athlete yeah um, i think the only two big knots is like you know he's not running a lot of routes and you just like don't get to see him like a lot of big time snap in his breaks but i definitely agree that the ability to sink the hip on the comebacks it, it he creates yeah. so much separation because he's got those long strides he's fast as fuck he eats up so much ground and then he sinks 
And you're not yeah. you're not you're not going to stop that with his catch radius, yeah. his body size. They can run that ten times in a row and throw the ball to him every time, and I don't think you're going to. I think there'll be ten completions. You know, if they if they had a yeah. quarterback, but yeah, yeah, he uh, he has the the classic top ten wide receiver yeah. makeup. Yeah, and Sonny Dykes coming in and them going to more of that yeah. read look. Yeah, like I'm re- like it's all just going to be dependent on the cor- like quarterback. Uh, I don't know how good it'll be there, That's but the issue. That's the big issue. But um, he is he is a dude. Man. Not not to mention it's so freaky. Like throwing the Oklahoma game, the catches he was making were just fucking ridiculous. Like he went through an Oklahoma DB like three times for a touchdown. Like just ball terribly thrown, and he's just like no big deal. I'm floating or up in the uh, air, like reaching around be, guys. It's it's nuts. To be nitpicky, so he'll make the insane circus catch, but sometimes he'll drop to concentrate. Easy. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Just to be a little nitpicky with him, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like he is fabulous, fabulous, he's so fun. Yes, he he's one of my favorite players. Yeah, I, I agree. Who's your number two receiver? Marvin Mims. And so Marvin Mims, also mine, had all that hype as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty good sophomore year, given the the like strangeness around that program. He he's just he's a good deep threat. Yes, he, he take top of your defense. He he's not the biggest guy, but he's kind of that deep threat at Slaughter Z. Um, I, I'd like to see him kind of improve his hands and, and just he's not asked on a ton of routes, but he's clearly a very good athlete who can stretch the field for you. And a guy who's like 5'11", 180, he's not big, but he's like, he's well put together. Like he just, he looks pretty muscular, you know, and I don't know, like he, I, I thought he was like pretty shockingly good through contested catches, making those circus catches too. Um, I, I don't know how fast he really is, but like, he's getting open deep. So like, I'm not, I don't know, I, you know, that's his best thing. So I'm not worried, but like, yeah, I, I think honestly, I think like when push comes to shove, he's kind of like, he's got a pretty complete game to him. I and mean, I think he's just kind of a consistent guy. I don't know. I, I, I Mims is going to be interesting because to see what he does this year. I think him and he'll, he'll be a good match for Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah, could be the, like the, you don't yellow when, balls and <laughs> yeah. When Gabriel had Jalen Robinson, mm-hmm. like I think he could be that type of outside threat for him. Well, whereabouts um, do you have him right now? Because I think he's kind of an interesting guy for summer stock. I, I got him fifth round. Okay, I got a little lower. I got him like fourth. Okay, uh, I thought like clearly the the second best guy after Quinn mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Who's your third guy though? Because I uh, honestly. Pro- I'm ready to pound the t- it's table it, for someone. It's Isaiah Nair. Like if I'm going to really pick a third guy. Okay, so Isaiah Nair is obviously the the like an interesting one just because he's out for everything. The season, like he's out for the season, so he's probably a 2024 guy. Yeah, he was dominant at Wyoming. He comes to Texas. He was going to be a really good fit, I think. Uh, he, I mean, watching what he does to Mountain West yeah. defense, he just looks like. He he's so much bigger than everyone. Six, so much bigger yeah. and faster. He's a horse out there, <laughs> just doing so much damage after the catch. Um, he's got that big time, just high point a bit, like that floaty body yeah. control too. Yeah, six three two sixteen. He's he's almost like you know he's he's got a little Quentin Johnson in him. He's just not he's just, the same. He's yeah. just screens and go balls and just get the ball in his hands. But yeah, well, um, that won't be this but, year. But I think he's he's really my third guy here. My third guy is Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Okay, you're pounding the table? I'm pounding the table. All right, let's hear it. 
He's one. He's on the freaks list. Mm-hmm. Two. He's six three two twenty four. Three. He is fucking violent. Mm-hmm. He he is one of the best blocking wide receivers in this class. He, he kind of George Pickensy with his, his aggressiveness as a blocker. He is just every, everything's like a quick slant to him just to get the ball to him in yeah. space because he's he's so good after the catch. Um, and I I, I I I every once in a while you get to see him like go up and and show off that big catch radius. And he doesn't really run into any routes. I just think he he's just dri- dripping with the potential. I really so is so Nayer, baby. Yeah, both of, both those players were really fun. Do you like uh, um, Xavier Hutchinson at all? Not not that much. I I kind of I had this uh, this group of um, Puka Nakua of BYU, mm-hmm. who I think's got potential. He does. Yeah. Zav- Zav- Xavier Hutchinson. And Braden Johnson mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State. Um, so with Nakua, I, I think you just see like he he was at Washington. He transferred to BYU. You see flashes of just really good body control. He's winning like downfield fifty uh, fifty balls, uh, doing some damage after the catch. I think he's he's kind of a better athlete. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson. I don't know. He just feels like an Iowa State receiver. Like, yeah, good blocker. Uh, He's he's got trustworthy hands, good good. Um, I think he's just kind of like tr- so, yeah, like solid. It's like six two two ten. Like he's pretty quick for a guy. So like he's nothing special. But I got like a late day three on him. Yeah, and then Braden Johnson is just pure like big playability, mm-hmm. but he's been hurt and he's a sixth year. Yeah. Um. So I, I, you're just not totally sure what you're getting with him because he's been hurt. Uh, Hutchinson to to me. Of those three, has the lowest ceiling but the highest floor, and I think has the clearest way to getting drafted. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, he just like kind of has the makeup of a wide receiver four. Yeah, he like, does. And the blocking in particular, it was something I liked with him. Um, anybody else we want to talk about? No, I think we can move on to the to the tight ends. Okay, so fun conversation here. Another Texas guy. It's it's always the Texas guys that are the fun conversations. Julio Billingsley had all the talent in the world last summer. We thought, hey, this could be tight end uh, one yeah. in the 2022 draft for Alabama. Uh, he got put in the doghouse like immediately to a level like <laughs> I don't think we've seen Nick Saban put someone in in the doghouse, um, at least publicly. Um, Obviously, things didn't work out. Transferred to Texas, reunites with Sark. He is now listed at like two sixteen. Yeah, and I just I wonder if he's going to be playing more receiver than actual tight end. I just I'm really he's one of the more interesting prospect storylines I find for uh, sure. Yeah, just just because like just oozing with athleticism, like looked like a David Njoku type uh, when he was on the field, but. It, it there was like always like kind of a, a drop here or Bad like miscommun- yeah. miscommunication with the quarterback like clearly on him, um, not a great blocker, and now he's down to two sixteen and just like at Texas it's just gonna be really interesting I think yeah at his size he's not even a tight end anymore but like I don't know like obviously he's a good athlete but is he is he like a good athlete for that size I don't I'm not sure I I don't he's definitely gonna be interesting I don't have draftable grade on him. Like that's just because like I'm I'm scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just yeah, it's he, hard he, to trust a, him. I don't know exactly. Like you can see a clear way that he is a 
top 10 tight end in this class, but are you going to be the one to put him there? No. So it, it's just uh, it's kind of a predicament predicament with him. Um. Yeah, totally. I, I have a late draft on Isaac Rex, who I just think is kind of like you love Isaac Rex. Yeah, I, I, I just think he's gonna be like a solid tight end too. Like just big body at six five two forty six. Like good contested catches. Like he can move enough. He's not like big time speed or anything. Solid pass for okay blocker. He's just, he's nothing special, but like just a late day three guy that will come in and, and potentially really be big, a tight end too. Yeah, really good hands. Yeah, he does. But yeah, just the athletic, like just not a great athlete. Doesn't do a ton with routes and no, he's not as good a blocker as I wanted of a six six two fifty. No, he's he's almost better in pass protection than he is as a run blocker. Uh, I'll throw one more out. Braden Willis at Oklahoma is just an interesting kind yeah. of fullback type of player. I think there's something there with him. Like it's six three two forty four. He's got some mean in him as a blocker. High effort. Like his technique isn't perfect, but like just the effort is fun and like he's always finding someone. He's working to multiple blocks and like he's a pretty like fluid mover. I think that's interesting. I think I think Brandon Wells is interesting, uh, but obviously the the top dude here's got to be Mason Wake, baby. He's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you ready to bang the table? No, but I love him because he's he's like he's like built like he's a miniature offensive guard, like he just looks like a right guard playing tight end, but like in like a fullback's body, like because he's I don't know, and he wears number thirteen. It's fucking sick, and he's better with the ball in his hands than you expect. Uh, but he's like not that good of a blocker. Like he's he's low key not that good of a blocker. <laughs> like a lot of whiffs. Yeah, no, he he he's uh, he, what you think? He, like you think he should be Ben Mason, and then he's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like he's just like he's got the big blocks, but just not consistent. I don't know. Uh, okay, you want to jump to O line? Yeah. Do you want to do tackle on inside or just all together? I'll just do them all together. Okay. Okay. Uh, my top guy is uh, Cooper BB from K State. Uh, I think he's clearly the top guy here. Definitely the top guy. Uh, do you think he's a tackle or a guard? I think you kick him inside at six five three twenty two with that wide ass body. You stick him at guard and you don't worry about him, and you take him day two, and, and he's he's starting there for ten years. Uh, he's another. I think he's another one of those K State like you just take him and don't worry. Like <laughs> he's just he's really really like clean and mean and lots of pop in his hand. He's got that you know. Uh, just snatching finisher to him, and he's got that drive, and he's he's getting to the second level consistently. Good anchor in, in as a pass protector, like he's he's just a damn good guard. He, and he, I think that's why you move him to guard because he just when you watch him at tackle, he moves like a guard. Like, <laughs> yeah, he he's my of the guys we watched, my number two interior guy after Mahogany. Yeah, I think um, I, I think me too, or, or very yeah. close between the two of them. Yeah, so if you kick him from left tackle inside, like my concerns about his feet and pass protection yeah. and overall lateral quickness kind of disappear to rest. Yeah. yeah, and then I just get this ferocious run blocker who just once he he's on you, like yeah, he's on you, it's done. Yeah. Plays with really good leverage, really yeah. good hand pop, um, and in pass protection too. Like that's not to say he's bad in pass protection. It's just like the more athletic, bendier guys can get the best of him. Yeah, but. He he does play with a really strong, consistent base, and, and he, does. he uses his hands well. His hand pl- placement's good, and he's got a strong anchor. Yep, uh, and and he'll play through the whistle. He's he's like every other good Kansas State offensive line. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think if Mahogany was healthy, I'd have him above BB. But with injuries, uh, I have BB a little bit higher. Yeah, totally fair. Uh. I mean. 
I love Mahogany. I think if he was healthy, he'd be uh, a guy who's going in the first round for sure. I, it's just you don't know what the situation is right now. I mean, but BB mm-hmm. has the makeup of a of a late. Um, I was about to say the same thing. First, first round. round pick. Yeah, exactly. Also, it's fitting the day we're talking BYU tight ends. Matt Bushman scores an NFL preseason <laughs> touchdown. Uh, how many times do we talk about Bushman on this on this podcast? Too many, it? too many. That's why. I'm oh, look at BYU got vertical ends. on that one too. Big play. Yeah. Look at the Bushman. Good freak. for him. So he's a freak. Next, Travis Kelsey. Uh, people are saying. He, Look, I thought it was Kelsey at first. <laughs> uh, after BB, who do you got? Uh, after BB, I go to uh, big drop. But I got uh, Anton Harrison. Okay, so I think I think yeah, same. Uh, Anton Harrison and Blake Freeland, so Oklahoma's left tackle and BYU's left tackle, are kind of the two guys with the buzz after uh, BB. Yeah, so so on Freeland, he was kind of a big disappointment for me. Like I, he's my next guy after okay, after. So we'll start we'll start there then. He's my next guy after Harrison, but. Like, yeah, okay, 6'8", he's lean, and he's long. You like that, and, like, he can move well. Yeah, uh, he mirrors well. He mirrors well, yeah, the, the, the light feet. Um, but, like, I don't He plays know. high, though. That height shows it, up. It shows up big time, yeah. He's, I think and he's it, got balance issues. Uh, it really, like, you can get under him. Like, the anchor isn't yeah. great. He, um, I don't think he uses his length very well. Like, he lets guys get into his chest all the time. No, he relies way more on his athleticism than his length. Yeah, and he's he's lungy. I found so like all of those things. I'm like eh. like the, the tools and, are there. You can see a top one hundred tackle, yeah. but oh, big time. Yeah, but yeah, and then in the run game, he just like because he plays high, yeah. he, he kind of lacks. He lacks kind of that someone pissed in my Cheerios this morning <laughs> vibe. He just leans uh, on guys and kind of moves his feet a little bit. Yeah, like, he doesn't it. sustain blocks all that no. well. But, like, the, the, I say all that to say, like, I have a fifth-round grade. He's my number three offensive lineman in this conference. I, I got um, a six, and he's my number three offensive lineman in the conference, yeah. He, he like, this, the length, the athleticism, the ability to mirror, like, it's all exciting. He's just a big work in progress to me. Okay, I, I have a fifth on Anton Harrison, so a little bit higher. He, um, he's a guy who I think is going to make a massive leap this year. Yeah, okay, go. He sounds like he's your dude. Sell me. Or I, so, I like him, too, but, yeah. True junior, so true sophomore last yeah. year, six five three fifteen. He's really good pass protector. Mm-hmm. He's got good feet for a big guy. He does, yeah. Uh, and I thought he used his length well. He's got some nice strong hands. Yeah. Um, like kind of my concerns with him mainly came the run game, which I, I was kind of yeah. surprised about. Uh, looking Where at him, yeah. Sorry, sorry to jump on you. Looking at him, you're like, okay, another office, uh, Oklahoma tackle who's a guard. Like just before you yeah. before you start watching him, six six three ten three fifteen whatever, well built. Like he looks heavier than that, and then it's like he's pretty good in pass protection. Like he got good feet. Like he's staying in control really well, and like like you know just mirroring really well. Um, but then it's like he's not showing that drive power. And like I was I thought I was gonna get a good run blocker, but he's a he's a good pass protector. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I I just wish he kind of. Play with better leverage and more, more get, yeah, lower he needs leg to get lower. drive in yeah. the run in the run game, yeah. and he just doesn't. I, I don't think it's that he can't like climb to the second level. It's just he just doesn't do it consistently. True like sophomore he, though, like like you just pointed out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I think a big leap's coming. But um, but for a man that their, that thick, the the feet are really impressive. They retain their offensive line coach too, Bill Burt. Uh, what's his name? Bill Burdenball. Burdenball. Yeah, I can never say that. Whatever. Who's always there? They're gonna win the Joe Moore Award. Hey, Damian Dick. Pierce just scored a touchdown. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I th- he's a good fit for that Levy offense too. Yeah, but yeah. he he's a guy who I think there's much 
clear path to him being a top 100 pick than Freeland. Uh, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Especially with the you know it's Oklahoma, the pedigree. Agreed. Um, who's your? I got a couple other draftable guys, but I thought they're the clear top three. Who's your next guy? I really like Steve Avila. I knew I knew you love Steve Avila. I don't have draftable on him, but like, oh baby, I love Steve Avila. He's fun. Six four three thirty center, but also started at guard and tackle. Um, he's just a power center. Uh, he moved way better than I thought he would at three thirty. He's really good at um at attacking angles. He's good. He's there's this one play where he chipped. Down, he chipped the one tack into his guard. He chipped the the, the linebacker shooting the a gap to his other guard, and then got up on the Mike linebacker and just like sprung. It was like a seven yard run for Zach Evans, but it was like it was just magical. He's a <laughs> he's a very interesting player. I, I think I'm he's going to be one of my dudes. Um, he's got good feet for a big man too. He's a lot more nimble than I was expecting. I um, I think like you see the movement in the run. Like he can get out of space pretty well for a guy yeah. size. I think it, so, like in pass protection, he's kind of sloppy. In, in my yeah, opinion. so this is th- this is where. Th- thank you for saying what I was gonna say. <laughs> he, he, he's kind of like all over the place at times in pass protection. Yeah, he just like doesn't seem supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I'm interested to see what happens now that Sonny Dykes is calling the shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's just like to yeah. t- to me, his pass protection needs to come a long way because like. Just feels sloppy. Like you said, kind of doesn't feel like he knows what he's doing. Like the balance, like he feels off balance. He feels lungy. And I, I just don't love his eyes either. It feels like like he doesn't know where to go. But like at 6'4", almost 340, and the movement ability in the run game, and you just don't see a, a, a center at that, that big. Like it's fun. He's fun. And it's also cool that he's a lefty. But like that's, yeah, I, I, I get why you love him, and I, I can see the potential there. Um, and he's going to be fun to watch. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, who, who, who's your guy of these other guys? So, I don't really have a guy. Uh, they're all kind of like, I think both the, the Iowa State guys are like solid. Like, I like the three guys that, I, uh, go ahead, yeah. I think Down, Downey's going to be like a classic, yeah, senior bowl, yeah. tough guy. Yeah, smaller. pick. Yeah, yeah. Swing interior guy. Yeah, and, and Simmons is kind of just like, you know, uh, going into his true junior year, I'm pretty sure, and. You know, got some power to him, and he's they're both he's the, mo- yeah, he's he's a guy for the future, I think. Agreed, yeah. And Downing's kind of just that that hard headed lunch pill dude, yeah. I, I think that's kind of the way it goes. And then I got uh, I got Connor Galvin at Baylor, who I think, um, yeah, good idea. He's a he's interesting. He, I thought, just he gets to the second level really well. He's six seven, tall, lean, yeah, solid run blocker, just plays really high. He, uh, he's like. Kind of like Blake Freeland in his build, mm-hmm. but lacks the pass protection ability, but is a better run blocker. Uh, yeah, meaner, too, I think. He, he's got some finishing. Yeah. I think I kick him inside. but He's just a weird build. He right is now. a weird build. He is a weird build, build and that's that's kind of the issue. But, like, yeah, because, like, I don't know, Like I, I feel like his feet aren't aren't great for like he's kind of like the opposite no. Blake Freeland <laughs> but like he's a battler um, and he's got good strength and like he, he can move a little bit I don't know yeah I also want to mention Wanya Morris the former Tennessee left tackle who him and Eric Gray transferred to Oklahoma yeah. last year he was a backup last year he's stepping into the right tackle job opposite Anton Harrison I, I think he's gonna be a very good player yeah um, that's a good call former blue chip guy too uh I I, I thought the flashes of his athleticism, what he could do in the run game at Tennessee, were really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a guy who I think could be on the rise. 
That's a good one. Uh, and I'll, I'll never give up Doug Nestor at West Virginia. Like, <laughs> never give up the Nest man. The Nest man's kind of my guy. Yes. I don't know. He, he's uh, he's everything I want in a swing offensive lineman. You know who's uh, everyone's guy, Rob? Who? Siaki Ika. Oh, okay. Okay. So here here was my question for you. I think I I, I want to know who your number one because I'm assuming it's from the D-line, Big 12 defensive players. Is it Siaki? Let me let me double. Y- yes, just above uh, Tyree Wilson. Okay, I, I, I uh, went back and forth. I got Tyree Wilson above Ika. But, god damn. He's, <laughs> he's not Vita Vea, but he's close. He's close. He's like, I don't know. If Vita Vea is like, he's he's a billionaire and Siaki is a millionaire. I don't know. If, like, like, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call him a poor just, man's Vita Vea because he's damn so, fucking good. Six four three fifty eight nose one tack. Just the ability to kind of beat down blocks and shoot yeah, at that size is <laughs> stupid. Like he was just blowing shit up against Oklahoma State, and, and like when you make your down block on him, he just walks you back three yards anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, he plays with for just ridiculous strength. Uh, and, and his get off, I, I was dude. Like, Go ahead. Go. Ahead. I know. I, was, I, kept, I kept. You know when you you just like hit the space bar yeah. to watch the get up. Get, so he, he he's off the ball before anyone. He was, I know. I saw the same. Like the the ball's like barely out of the center's hands. The offensive line hasn't reacted yet, and he's coming off the damn ball. I'm like, holy fuck! And yeah, like just freaky quickness, freaky nibbleness. Uh, the the motor's fucking great. You know, you get some of the bigger guys like okay, he eats space. You know, he works hard, but the motor he, he's busting his ass every single snap. Uh, but, and like I just keep coming, like he's so fluid for a guy size. It's it's fucking me up. And like the get off is freaky. Uh, he throws some nice arm overs and it gets into some pressure. Uh, and just like you know the power, like he already said, but the quickness to finish on the tackle. Um, and like and then obviously every snap he's just fucking demanding double teams. This is a guy you take end of the first round, early second round. You stick him in. You don't worry about him. Like I think that just that's it. I don't need to watch anymore. He doesn't need to play this year. Just stick him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for him to play. I, I think he'll play more snaps this year, I'm yeah. wondering. Um, yeah, I think maybe that's one like, thing. Yeah, He's shaping up to be the, the kind of the Jordan. Not not like he's not Jordan Davis, but he's shaping up to be that yeah. like larger-than-life player that everyone just loves. Speaking of player, he's got my guy Jackson player transferring him beside him too. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, congrats on that. I do not have a draft. I don't either, but I love Jackson player. Um, I the, know you do. <laughs> the one thing about, about Ika is – Weirdly, he can get a bit high, but I guess not weirdly. He's six four and he's a big boy. If he can like just lower his pad level a bit, like he's he's unstoppable. Uh, I also want him to kind of just use his hands a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because it, it, it's all it's all like just kind of gap shooting and yeah. power. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 mix in a little bit of hands. Let's see if we can get a little bit more pass rush going. Because that's that's where like that's next level shit. Hands. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh Speaking of power, Tyree Wilson at Texas Tech. Yeah. Remember him in the bowl game last year? And we're like, this guy's so fun. This Texas A&M transfer against uh, Mississippi State. Yeah. He had like fucking three sacks against Mississippi State or something. Anyway, turns out he's just really good. Uh, 6'6", 275. And, oh, my God, the power he possesses. This yeah. is a really good power rusher class. It right? is. It, this is a good power rusher group in the in the Big 12, too. Like, um, Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, thirty-six inch arms at that size. Apparently, um, he's fucked. just a monster. With and especially like you know longer arm guys, you usually aren't big power guys, but like he's big time power. Like, the power comes from his hands and his body too, and he just overwhelms, dude. And 
plays with such good leverage for a guy that size too. He just gets underneath guys and, and drives. And then when he's like when he's in the field, he's he's got that closing speed too. I don't know. Like he, he's such a fucking monster. He, he really is. But I, the, the freaky yeah. thing is, like, I think he's so, like, he still has so much easy stuff to clean up too. Like, like he, he, I don't think he really has a lot of counters right now. Um, sometimes he just kind of gets knocked off balance, and I feel like his get off is meh. And I think just like a couple of those things clean up, he's putting up massive sack numbers. Yeah, it's it's his his get off is kind of the, the, the one thing big disappointing. Yeah, yeah, um, but just he he also can kick inside. Like they'll play him at three mm-hmm. tech and four I. Um, but his just his ability to generate power is so stupid. And he plays his ass off. He sets a pretty strong yeah. edge. Yeah, like and. That was his first year starting, so I think it's fair to assume he takes a bit of a leap this year. Oh, for too. sure. Oh, for, but yeah. like he looks like a first round type of player. Right? Like, yeah, I don't have that like grade he, now, but like I, I no. easily can see that. But but of the guys we've watched, like I have him, it, like he's I have it Fosky, Miles Murphy, and then him. But like he's in that same tier. I agree. Like I think him and Miles Murphy are neck and neck. Yeah, I think they're similar similar just because they're both power rushers. Mm-hmm. Um. Where I think Miles Murphy's got a little bit more juice, but Tyree Wilson's a, a little bit more consistent uh, with his his pass rush plan. Yeah, and, and the leverage, and he's he's got that freaky arm length too. They're both just big, but yeah, that the arm length is so stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, Ty, if Tyree Wilson could just like kind of get better at getting off the ball, yeah, like I think like I don't know how anyone in the Big Twelve will block him. No, I, I don't think they will. He uses his hands in that length well, too. Yeah. Like, the power is the go-to, but, like, he can mix in that swim. He can, he's got a bit of a swipe. Like, he mixed those things in. Yeah. Uh, and after him, it's Felix, right? No, I, I got Will McDonald next. Okay, so Will McDonald is polarizing, I think. You know what? I was, um, I was, I'll just to jump in ahead. Felix is my guy after that, but I was a little disappointed. Okay, I was a little disappointed in Will, so this is perfect. Uh, Will McDonald, 6'3", 236, so a little smaller. But freaks list guy, really explosive. Yeah. Um, better hands than I was expecting. Yeah. But good hands, um, I thought. And, like, he plays, like, low and strong for his size. Yeah. And, like, sometimes he's almost, so, like, too, too low. I forget who. One of the tackles we watched, but, like, he kept getting low, and the, the tackle would just lean on him and put him in the ground. Like, I don't love that. But I like that he's playing nice and low. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll voice my concerns, then you can tell me why you like him so much. Um He's a great athlete. I just don't think it always consistently translates to being a good speed rusher. I don't think he has as much bend as you'd want from a, a smaller rusher either. Uh, and he can kind of get washed out against the run. Now, Iowa State also doesn't put him yes. in the best. Like, like, asking him to play five tech yeah. isn't ideal to me. He's not in the best scheme for his skill set whatsoever. Definitely. Uh, so, so I can feel that. But he doesn't set the greatest edge in the world. Um so I, I just have my concerns with the lack of size, the lack of kind of, uh, I guess, play strength. I think that's fair, but I, I think he plays pretty well, pretty strong for his size. And, yeah, the size is the big concern. Um, and, yeah, he gets washed in the run sometimes. But backside, he's really good. He makes a like, lot of plays coming back from the backside, working down the line. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Like, I the the player that popped in my head that uh, with him was – Hassan Reddick, if you're talking about like kind of undersized but natural pass rushers, um, and obviously it took a while, but it's worked. It's come around yeah. for Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Um, I just worry like he's gonna be a tougher player to fit some schemes than let's say a Felix Anudi 
that, that's fair. I, th- I think so. That no, that that is fair. But like you said, Iowa State's just not putting them in the best spots to succeed. No. Um, yeah, I think of like bigger. I don't know. Like I, I do like it. Like I think he's like a potential top one hundred guy. Um, kind yeah. of that range. No, 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 definitely. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not like super, super low on him or anything. I just have him after mm-hmm. uh, Felix. So yeah, so I, I got Felix like, like as an early day three dude, but like. I don't know. I just I saw the hype and he's going to his true junior year, which you you know gotta appreciate. I don't know. I think he's like solid. It's just nothing wows me with him. He he's another power rusher, uh, a guy who they'll play as like a true edge. They'll play him at five. They'll play him at nose even. Um, he the the tape doesn't match the production that I will say. Yeah. But but I think good speed to power uh, can kind of walk guys back, but just. Not a lot of uh, nuance no. to his pass rush. Like it's just power. It's, it, it, it's yeah. Get off in power. Yeah. There's not like he's not bending the edge all that well. He's not mixing his hands into the equation. Um, but he plays really hard and he sets a, a strong edge. He he like I have a day three on him. Like yeah. I don't love him or yeah. anything. But uh, he he's a guy who it was his first year starting and he had mad production. Now we just need him to kind of have that pass rush plan come around, yeah. kind of use those hands a little bit more. I think so. Basically, I think Will McDonald's the better pass rusher, but I think Felix to me is the more like the safer bet, yeah, because that, of his size, because of his yeah. power, because of this edge. That's thing. fair. I think he's like you know he's he's I don't disagree there, and like the motor and effort is really high, and like. His hands aren't, you know, aren't complete or anything, but they work hard. I, I felt like, and like, said some pop into him. Um, I don't know, like, but yeah, no counters or anything yet. Like, and I find like he's got a solid get off, but he's got a delayed reaction to the snap. Like, he's got to time that snap better. I, I feel like that was pretty consistent that he was just not getting off the ball as well as he should be. Um, but yeah, like a lot of his sacks were kind of just like you know hustle plays and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm, this feels like the typical like you know, yeah, he's a solid football player, but like his sacks or production is just not as good as he as it should be you know or like it's better than it should be um okay after after tyree ica felix and will mcdonald because i think those are the clear four guys mm-hmm. is, is there someone else who stands out to you someone <laughs> you're really liking interior or edge not anyone like that i'm gonna pound the damn table for but um i think my next guy is Gondry colburn at texas who he's he's the safe safe bet exactly I think. he's six two three thirty nine he's the big round boy Good strength, you know, plays with good pad level, good motor. I think you're just sticking him, like you said, safe. You stick him in the middle of your line. He plays the run well, uh, and you just kind of don't worry about him. Like, I think, you know, fifth, sixth, roundish, like, in that area. Like, yeah, safe bet. Yeah, day, th- day, day three nose tackle just eats up space. Yeah. Plays with good power. Um, good motor for that size, too. Yep, yep. Uh, if you're looking to kind of take a swing, it's his teammate, Alfred Collins, yeah. I think. Yeah. Who... He's shown like major flashes, but it, it hasn't had it all come together quite yet. Um, some big time explosion more, in him, yeah. 68, like five tech looks like a five tech, can play there, plays three tech, plays one tech, but just like ridiculous athlete who is just so raw. Mm-hmm. And I think his motor's kind of questionable. Mm. Um, sticking inside, but, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no, you go. I was going to say, sticking inside, what do you think of uh, Jalen Redman at OU? I don't see it. I saw some hype. I just, yeah, I, 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 like, I got like a seventh on him. He, like I, the he move reminds me. Go ahead, yeah. 
he sorry it just it felt like when people were hyping isaiah thomas the oklahoma defensive lineman like he's this tweener who i just i don't quite see it just because there's not like a clear like solid athlete uh kind of slippery but yeah yeah washed off the line like i thought it, a lot though when yeah doesn't finish yeah i the pieces are there but no i i don't see the hype but yeah um New teammate Jeffrey Johnson, who, who transferred him from two lanes, a guy I liked last year at two lane. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see him as kind of their one tech nose in that four man front, because uh, he he's he's a nice mix of hand hand uh, hand. What am I saying? Power and uh, ability to just kind of hold the point, eat up space, but has some good lateral quickness too. So he's a fun, interesting guy. Um, Gabe Hall at Baylor's a freaks guy, mm-hmm. and so is uh, Horton from TCU. Um, and they're both kind of like Gabe Hall's six six two ninety six, like looks like a five tech who plays some nose, who has some big big power as a pass rusher and uses his hands and length pretty well. And Horton's just a true true uh, a true athlete who just kind of doesn't seem to have it all put together. He's a New Mexico transfer. I think he's interesting too. But, like, I don't love either of those guys, but uh, I find them both interesting. I know you do love Dante Stills, though. That's your guy. It's better than Darius. <laughs> it's been there you know so who long. who I do love? Who? Who I didn't tell you to watch. Because um, he popped up when I was watching the Central Michigan Tackles last year. He was eating their lunch, and, and I didn't know who he was. And he's playing opposite Dominique Robinson at Miami of Ohio. Lonnie Phelps. Yeah. And so he, he transferred to Kansas. Um, and I like him. I threw a late day three grade on him. 6'3", 245. Just a, a solid power rusher. They're all fucking power rushers. But <laughs> plays with his hair on fire. I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch him, but no, I heard some good things. I, I think, didn't you tweet about him? Yeah, I did. I think so. Yeah, I didn't get to him. No, he, he's pretty interesting. Um, he's on the uh, he's on the all Rob team. The players I don't let you watch. <laughs> um, what do you think of uh, Reggie Grimes at OU again? I, another guy where I was just kind of disappointed. Six four two fifty eight just didn't really have like a a, a, a go to pass rush move. I felt. I think he's got some of the goods, and he was obviously like stuck as a backup last year. Yeah, rotation guy as a true sophomore, but that, I think that's a name to watch. But like, there's not there yet. You just, you've got a bias uh, against Oklahoma D lineman. I know that. I do, I do. Unless they're Canadian. Uh, I'll, I'll do. I'll do two more. Okay. Jalen Hutchings at Texas Tech. He's just a like a six foot three oh five nose tackle. He he's got some juice. I, I don't know. I found him really fun. Undrafted grade, but still fun. Uh, Tyler Lacey at Oklahoma State. He had some big games for them last he, year. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I think Lacey's pretty interesting too. Yeah, and um. They get uh, Trace Ford back, who's been like out for yeah. like, two years with a knee injury, and who f- flashed pretty big when he was healthy. Yeah, and uh, so I, I, I think Lacey's a, a got to keep an eye mm-hmm. on. Um, oh, Jordan Jefferson at West Virginia was also on the freaks list. I don't know. So there you go. Um, linebackers. Yeah, linebackers. All right, the pretty decent linebackers. Yeah, not not a bad group. I thought like a couple of these guys were like, eh, they're okay. Like I think they might get drafted, but uh, I really like D Winters at TCU. D- I, I I do too. My top um, guy here. I mean, 
you know, he's 5'11", 228, so he's undersized. You kind of see that length, lack of length show up as a tackler at times. But yeah, the movement ability, like he's quick as fuck. He's got really good instincts. Um, he's I, So I just thought he would be like, you know how there's just so many college football linebackers are either just make a million tackles and be slow yeah. or be undersized, really good athlete, but like yeah. don't know where you are on the field. Yeah. So I thought he wasn't going to be very instinctual he had way better instincts than i was expecting yeah and he's got that range he's got that speed and then he's like you know at that size he's not afraid to stick his nose in it man and you see a lot of reads oh, keys really well mm-hmm. yeah nice nice yeah like reads the keys just shoots the gap and he's got the quickness to just fucking come downhill and blow up plays in the backfield fluid enough to drop yeah too. yeah it looks looks solid in coverage i, I think this is the, the the cream of the crop here and like a potential day two guy but um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm with you in that. Like, it's just kind of the lack of length shows up with missed tackles and uh, stacking and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, NFL will linebacker all day. Yeah, you're your top guy. Uh, I like Daniel Green at Kansas State a lot too. Ooh, okay. I I have a draftable on him. Like he's he's like you know he's big. He's well put together, six three two forty two. You tell me why you like him. And I'll poke I'll poke the holes. Just a downhill mm-hmm. old school thumper, like yep. Denzel Perryman esque, uh, which I don't know. That could be good or bad. You tell I, me. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, didn't he make the Pro Bowl last year? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just the, the so the thing he'll miss tackles though because yes. he's playing eight million miles per hour downhill, uh, and he doesn't necessarily always know where he should be. No, and, uh, they blitz him on passing outs because they think he can't cover. Yeah, he's really. I don't have him. I don't have him over D Winters. <laughs> okay, okay, just for the record, <laughs> I just think he's a whole heap of. Fun. Yeah, I got like I, I got a seventh on him. I think he's draftable, and like that size is nice. Yeah, like that downhill closing speed, and like yeah, as a blitzer, it looks pretty good. He can close on the quarterback, but then yeah, he, he can't co- cover. He's got too many flybys. His instincts are pretty hit and miss, um, and just like stiff in space. And, like honestly, I, I think sometimes he's. Like, I don't know, he plays hard, but sometimes he's, like, not aggressive enough, I find. And, like, he's just, like, I don't know. Like, I just want to see him, like, with who he is, I want to just see him get his nose in on every play. And sometimes, you know, he's just, like, just on the outside of a play. I'm like, just get your nose in there. That's I think that's what you sh- who you are, and that's what you should be doing. I don't know. Mm. What did you think of DeMarvian, DeMarvian Overshow? I think he's, like, a, a day three dude. Like, not, not like a mid, mid-day three guy. Okay, he's got some hype, Yeah, and I just... I thought D winners was clearly D winners is better. Him. Yeah, he is. Like Overshone looks like I kind of got Peyton Wilson vibes kind of. where it's just like yeah. just the six four two twenty four like great size, really fluid athlete, but just doesn't have that dog in him sometimes. I, I call like, I, miss yeah yeah miss tackles kind of doesn't read keys all that well. No, he's just he's just chasing things out there. He's just kind of like running around. Um, like yeah, like he he's got some big hits because he's you know he's he's got the dangerous closing speed and he's got you know he hits hard but like if he's like right a nose 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 with the guy he's like missing tackles and they're weak tackles because I think it's all just coming from like the downhill thing right doesn't seem to like feel good in in coverage yet but like you know like the the athleticism is is the selling point um, I do call him the band it. Because he wears all those bands on his arm, get it, Rob? So I think that's a sick nickname, oh, and sick. and it bumped me up a grade from. So, um, <laughs> but no, like, like I'm like what six three two twenty two, so like that's that's interesting. But yeah, the, the movement skills is impressive. Um, former safety, but it wasn't as good in coverage as I was hoping. For no, no, he's not. It's just like the the feel isn't there. 
Yeah. Um, Deshaun White still at Oklahoma. Thoughts? <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> Speaking of Oklahoma, I, I did. I thought David Uwogbegu. Uh, I can't say his name. Sorry. Uh, was kind of like he's a big boy, like six four, like two forty nine, sculpted body and strong. But like I thought he's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. He's deaf. He's just like wandering around the the back of that. I, I thought he was pretty bad. I, I think the takeaway for me is that D winners has the best instincts. He is the best combination of uh, athleticism that can actually translate to cover yeah, skills. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he's just the kind of the best overall playmaker, just kind of a ball magnet. Like yeah, and like he makes some plays with the ball in the air. Like he can break on balls pretty well in the passing game. No, I think he's a good he's a good ball player. Like I think that's clearly the top dude here. Mm-hmm. Oh, shift to the DBs. Let's do it. So corner, uh, who's your top corner? I struggled to separate a couple of the top guys. I wasn't wowed by anyone. I got a couple draftables. Um, I put Noah Daniels at the top, just because the glimpses are there. Like, okay, if Noah Daniels could be like he's in his sixth year now, yes, he's always hurt. He's all, he's Noah Daniels is six foot, like six foot two ten. And so natural as a press corner, yeah. press man corner. Yeah, like, he looks. The arms look really long. Like, oh my god, he's just he shouldn't have his hips shouldn't be as fluid as they are, and his feet shouldn't be as good as they are for a big corner like him. Yeah, I mean, it's just the injury. He's like basically just Jason Verrett because he can't sell healthy. Um, yeah, I don't know because yeah, he's long and strong, and he's like like the speed is like you said the hips are clean and like he's got that good recovery speed, and he competes through the whistle. And, like, it's just, like, if he plays more, because I think, like, sometimes he just can't find the ball in the air. He's got to do that better. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll he'll just get – he'll kind of panic. Yeah. And find it in phase. Yeah, false steps. And I the, I think his feet are good, but, like, inconsistent. If that may, Like, when they're on, they're, like, that's really impressive. And sometimes just a little sloppy. So, like, I think if he puts it all together, he's the top guy. And, like, there's no one else I really just want to bang the table for. So, he ended up with my top grade. And stay healthy, obviously. Um. I have his teammate over him, Trevius Hodges Tomlinson, who's like obviously doesn't look the NFL outside corner part, yeah, five nine one eighty, the way Noah Daniels does. But I just think he he is he is such good good um, feet, patient yeah. feet, yeah. ability to to flip his hips in transition, uh, plays really well off coverage, not not. The, doesn't really press very much, which he's like the the way they use Daniels is like a press man corner. Mm-hmm. Hall, Tomlinson playing off zone and man on the other side. Um, he uh, he's got better ball skills too. I think I, he does a good job. I think he plays bigger than he is too. Yeah, um, and solid tackler for his size too. Uh, he like obviously you're probably thinking he's a nickel at the next yeah, level. Yeah, and, and like I have a day three on him, but. Um, I just think he's he's a very safe bet. Uh, I I kind of with those two I kind of felt it it was like McDuffie and Kyler Gordon, but like <laughs> to a lesser man's degree. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I so yeah I I have a six on Hodges Tomlinson. I have a fifth on Daniels. And I I put Deshaun Jameson in between. Who I like end up liking more than I expected. Well, I think it's another guy that's a nickel. Plus he has that career uh, you know three career return touchdown ability and. I don't know. Like I think his feet are pretty balanced. I think he's pretty pretty good. A man, he, he, he's got the quickness. I, like actually, uh, he he covered Quentin Johnson pretty well uh, last year, like twenty twenty. 
I think I just like see a potential nickel guy that's kind of just coming in and, yep. and play some role for you. Yeah. Ball Big skills time. are there too. Yeah. Y- yeah. Really. Yeah. He's just. He's got smooth hips, mm-hmm. good feet, good instincts. Yeah, just good eyes and zone. Like just a like a clean, safer dude with that returnability. Like I think like that's yeah, a guy like, like at a, minimum. Yeah, at minimum you're getting your your starting return. Exactly. Yeah. So I like I like Jameson a little bit more, but they're all all three of them are pretty close with what Daniel's having the most yeah. upside. Yeah, uh, I think Julius Brents at Kansas State's an interesting one too. Iowa transfer just because he's six four, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 he can flip his hips a little bit at six four. They play like, like cover three, cover one. Yeah, uh, old Seahawks cornery vibes from him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, safeties, you ready to move on? Do you love any of the safeties? No, but I, I, there's a couple of guys who could play a little bit. Who 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 uh, most interesting? Mark Perry, who I think is just like you know, like all the okay, I can't. I can't get over the fact all the Colorado secondary is yeah. starting somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I know. And good. I miss I miss Colorado having – remember the days when we were always watching Colorado DBs? That wasn't so long ago. I miss that. Corners, yeah. But now we still have it. Um, Mark Perry's not bad. I like that day three, dude. Um, I think he's just kind of like solid. I don't know. He's six foot to 11. He's a solid tackler because, as you expected, a guy that size. Um, he's well-rounded, like always in the good spot, like, you know, cover two kind of guy. I, 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 found, I found it interesting that the – they like have him play single high in the next yeah. snap. He's in the box. Yeah, they like, do a lot with him. Yeah, cover versatile, just because they had to ask him to do a bunch of yeah. stuff. Um, now he's at TCU, and having him at safety with those two corners we just talked yeah. about, I think that that's a really and D winners at linebacker. I mean, if O'Shane Mathis didn't transfer this defense, yeah, scary. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I think Perry's a very solid player. Um, Really, yeah, strong tackler, uh, kind of natural in zone. Mm-hmm. A, a, a decent range, too. Yeah. Uh, you're not, like, asking him to man up on anyone, but, yeah, solid player. I, I kind of felt uh, similar. Sorry to jump on your toes. I kind of felt similar about Key Lawrence, who I, I don't like. Key Lawrence? Mm-hmm, good. Is, I think, a guy poised to have a big leap. Yeah, and I think right now he's kind of, like, with the Mark Perry, like, kind of, like, you know, well-built, like, really well-built, the 205 looks the part. You know, solid tackler, just all around kind of solid, but going into his true junior year. Yeah, play play two deep, play some nickel. Pretty fluid at six one two four. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, solid athlete, uh, good tackler, physical, willing tackler. Uh, crazy interception in the Texas. Game. Yeah. Um, and I'm just excited to see with uh, uh, the coaching change at Oklahoma, how he takes the leap. You know, like mm-hmm. Venables taking over there, I just makes me more excited about all these Oklahoma. Yeah, no, I I, I think that's a good point. Uh, I also think, obviously, Baylor's two starting safeties got drafted last year. I think Christian Morgan's a, another candidate for a rise. Um, he was kind of like the third safety, more of a box guy, uh, really physical in the box, kind of almost like a a bonus linebacker mm-hmm. for them last year. So I'm interested to see what what he uh, can do. Speaking of, I know Kenny Logan's your guy. Kenny Logan's my favorite fucking player. All he does is kill people. He'll miss tackles, <laughs> he's, but he's going a thousand miles an hour and just trying to murder. He misses so many tackles. He's doing murder on the field. Yeah, I just I, I don't know, man. He's so much fun because he's looking for the kill shot all the time. Like and all the time. I love him. <laughs> but like you know, I love him so much. Like, but like the good instincts against the run. Like he's always yeah. in the right spot filling. He's Runs hammering. The alley well. He does run the alley well. Yeah. Him, he might miss the tackle, but he's there. He's, he's, 
And he's trying to end the guy's life out. Yeah. It's not like he's missing tackles because he's soft. So, like, that, that just being a monster animal in the run games, this is going to get him trapped in the late, late He's seventh. the most, uh, most entertaining. Agreed. Yeah. Because other guys like, okay, you saw that. He's, Kenny Logan's just a crazy boy. Like, I, I love it. Uh, okay. You want to jump to the uh, the awards? Let's, yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Big 12, <laughs> lots of turnover. Who you have winning it? So, yeah, I think this is, like, of the Power 5, maybe the most wide open, right? I think you can kind of pick any any team. I am going to bet on the, Kansas? T- the top end talent, yep, and the hype of the Kansas Jayhawks. No, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook them, the, the Texas Longhorns. I'm going to take them. You have Texas winning the Big 12? I'm going to take them. I'm going to believe in it. I'm going to believe in it. I, I, there's just so much turnover, and, like, they have the most talents. Hook them, baby. Yeah. No, fuck that offensive line. I got Baylor over Oklahoma. I got Texas over Baylor. I just think Baylor's kind of the, the safest right now. Ba- Baylor's got the plan. Yeah. Uh, I think Jeff Grimes is just going to run the fuck out of that ball again. Um, and defensively, Dave Rand is just, genius. They, they return talent, too. Like, yeah. Ika's obviously the guy, but just, uh, like I think Gabe Hall's a really interesting player. Christian Morgan's an interesting player. Just so many of these teams um, are are losing and having to replace so many key guys. Like the whole so, conference. Oklahoma's losing a lot, just obviously with that staff and everything. But Oklahoma's also got the best returning offensive line. Maybe like the third best running back. Um, second best wide receiver. Like Oklahoma, theoretically, if Dylan Gabriel is who we saw at UCF and uh, Venables can like quickly kind of set the tone for that defense. Like they have the most guys on defense. They have the best offensive line. Like Oklahoma should win this conference, but it's just the question of all that turnover. Like how does that impact the culture? I guess? It's Texas. It's Texas all the way. Texas forever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Texas uh, is back, not, Rob. No, the year we're all like not talking about Iowa State. Yeah, sure you're right. Me. You're right. You're totally right. It's going to be Iowa State. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Big Twelve offense. Yes, of the obviously. There's, there's not 19 games, 2,300 yards from scrimmage, seven per touch, 21 touchdowns. Ridiculous. So. Yeah. Big Twelve defense player of the years, I think, a little bit more. It is more interesting. I ended up. I don't think he's the best player, but I mean, I would love to take uh, Ika, and like I think Wilson's better. But I went with Will McDonald because I think he's just gonna have the, the production there. So I think you could go. I think Tyree Wilson's the best overall pass rusher. Yeah. I think Will McDonald's gonna have Will McDonald or Felix will have the most production. But I think Ika. It's the combination of remember the writers of yeah guys. yeah. Like he's the he's the name. He, it, Baylor's probably gonna have the best defense. Yeah, like, that's true. They're probably gonna win the conference. Like I, Iowa State's gonna win seven games. Kansas State's gonna win seven games. Texas Tech's gonna win like five games. Yeah. So like I think it ends up being it's a good, just because of all of that. I want it to be. I th- it, I think it should be, and I want it to be. I just hate that the big man bias. But you might be right. It might be reverse. There, it, there's no in between. Either the writers hate the big man, or they love the big man. Like there's no in between. So I, I hope yeah. you're right. I hope you're right. Me too. Uh, it's weird seeing Richard Sherman and Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Amazon halftime show. I, just, I, I know. I didn't realize this is the first Amazon broadcast. I put it on and Al's talking. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, okay, finally, it's time of the week so we can get to hearing this great halftime analysis. Um, any guesses? Uh, Lawrence. Wrong. It's uh, it's Morgantown, West Virginia. <sighs> going back to the well. I respect it, though. Uh, I I sometimes I reach out to uh, to outside resources and said outside resource said 
hey, that's my name. So my uh, you know someone named Morgantown? Morgantown. What you know someone named Morgantown? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I do. How'd you know? <laughs> what's their fir- is uh, the first or last name? It's their first name. Wow. Mor- what's their last name? West Virginia. <laughs> West hyphen Virginia. That could be a real name. Okay, I'm naming my child this. Morgantown. West Virginia. <laughs> I bet you there's someone named that out there. I guarantee it. Well, you'd have to. No one's gonna have the last name West hyphen Virginia. Like you'd have to change it. What if you're a West and you meet a Virginia? And okay, no, you know what? Fuck me. You're right. And have a child or adopt right. whatever you want to do. Home to the West. I want to get off this. Home to West Virginia Mountaineers, uh, who play at uh, Mountaineer Field at Milan Pusker Stadium, yep. which opened in 1980, capacity of 60,000. Named for a resident, Milan Husker, who founded Milan Pharmaceuticals, Inc. <laughs> which I, I find it interesting. Like, their first name and the company's name, they spell Milan different. Oh, yeah, because he said uh, at that prestige. I find it interesting that, like, of all places, is West Virginia with a stadium named after a pharmaceutical company. I mean, a person who uh, founded well, one, yeah. He, he, he donated $20 million to WVU, so that's why. A population of 30,953. Some notable alumni, uh, Cheryl Hines. Really? Yeah. That's a weird one. That that was for just for you. Uh, Billy Mays. That that makes sense. Uh, and then just my three favorite West Virginia athletes: Pat White, Pat McAfee, Kevin Pitt Snoggle. <laughs> um, some notable people from Morgantown: Jeff Terry and Tommy Bowden. Mm-hmm. Bob Huggins. Mm-hmm. It, it was slim pickings for this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, and Lawrence Kasdan, who co-wrote Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Really? Jedi. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, I, he also co-wrote uh, the Solo one and Rise of Skywalker, I think. He, he's still he's still putting them out. I respect that. Yeah. I, I like to think he still resides in Morgantown. Oh, of course. That's where all the best writers reside. So, yeah. George Lucas is there, too. <laughs> Uh, things to do in Morgantown. Uh, Dorsey's Knob Park. Mm-hmm. I love a good knob park. Uh, Spark! Imagination and Science Center. That's cool. Hoot and Howl. Sorry? Hoot and Howl. Oh, okay. The Hoot and Howl. Uh, the Appalachian Gallery. Beautiful. Vice versa. What do you think that is? Um... I don't know. I I don't have a guess. Maybe like you go in and get your body swapped. That's my guess. Sounds like more. Mm-hmm. Uh, universities. It's like they spell it university, but it's with T's. Like, I think it's like it's a t-shirts. Oh, t-shirts. I thought it was gonna be like a bubble tea place. No, no, no. It's t-shirts. Tanner's Alley Leather. What's alley leather? <laughs> you don't want to know. Fourth and Goal Sports Bar. Oh, okay. We need to make a trek to the Fourth and Goal Sports Bar in Morgantown. Let's roam Morgantown. I don't know what that is. Metropolitan Billiard Parlor. Love it. And finally, Nerd Rage. <laughs> is it like an arcade or something? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Point being, if you go to Morgantown, you should catch a, a Mountaineers game. That's, uh, I think that's the first and last choice, yeah. 
<laughs> Tune in next week uh, when we jump into the the mighty Big Ten. The mighty, mighty Big Ten.